Hey, oh, Walls here. This episode is uh, it's episode four, and uh, we're back at it. We've been gone for spring break. Uh, we missed a couple days due to flooding. I think I'm late getting this one out, but you know what? Music is timeless, so we can talk about it always. Let's jump into it. Uh, no introduction this time. Well, now, this will be my introduction. Let's go. All right, party people. Uh, we have a lot of recommendations this week. Got a couple uh, the previous week. I got like five or six more. And I want to add some, uh, that I, including some of my own recommendations. I was trying to think of kind of how to connect the, the songs that I'm getting. I don't know if that's a thing that we can do. It's almost like a challenge. Like how can we connect each individual song to the other one and see what kind of overall vibe we're getting. And, and the word vibe stuck with me for this week because I think each one of these songs... Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe we kind of get into the discussion, but they all have specific vibes. But um, we can kind of group them up. So let's talk about our first. The first track that was recommended is uh, I. I do not know if I am pronouncing this right. We're talking uh, Katiuska, Katiuska by. Uh, it's a Russian folk song, so I don't know who it's by. Uh, I watched a YouTube performance where it was like the Russian national choir singing it. I had to uh, look at the Wikipedia page to figure out what it was about. But basically, from what I gather. It is a, uh, a folk song written from the perspective of a woman whose loved one is fighting on the front lines of World War II. And it's just kind of a, a national uh, a song just to evoke national pride. Uh, you know, yeah, cool. Um, but it's a very popular one. There's kind of a tragic history associated with it. If you, if you look at it, there was, there was a plane crash involving uh, the Russian National Choir. It's... Kind of sad stuff, but it, so it's it's a sentimental song, especially I guess if you if you live in uh, Russia. So yeah, cool. I guess the person that suggested this one is trying to kind of like uh, um, provide some world music. Maybe that's kind of a cool future homework assignment. I should have done that. I should have thought of that. Maybe our future, maybe next week's homework assignment will be to like find some world music that you like uh, from another country that you can suggest. Uh, so the recommendation that came along with that one was Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I. For, for me, I've seen the Chili Peppers live. I like all their stuff. To me, their radio stuff all kind of sounds similar. It all kind of has the similar vibe. But Californication is a little different. And I looked into the history of the song, and apparently the, uh, the, the, the band, the Peppers, had a hard time. I think what it was was uh, Frusciani, the guitarist, had, a, had that guitar lick, had that riff that he liked, but it didn't really fit with the rest of the record. And so... Uh, the the members, uh, Flea, Ketis, and uh, I don't know the drummer's name, the guy that looks like Will Ferrell. Or does Will Ferrell look like him? I don't know. Chad Smith? Is that his name? I don't know who came first. Anyways, the, the, the rest of the band tried different like uh, you know, different arrangements. Uh, Anthony Ketis tried different vocal deliveries, and they just couldn't quite get it. And finally, apparently, they, they nailed it down with Californication. And I like kind of, like, I'll, I'll chunk these two songs together, Katiuska and Californication, because they're both like focused on kind of a national um, pride in a sense. Like with Katiuska, it's like a call to be proud, you know, to be proud of your nation, to fight for your nation, uh, to remember those back home, that kind of stuff. But with Californication, when you get into the lyrics, um, the the speaker in that song is kind of lamenting the direction that he sees the nation going in. Uh, they talk about very specific ideas about California and I guess in this particular instance when you think of California you think of the the Hollywood aspects of it go back and watch the music video it's it's, it's a video game fo- or it's kind of like a video game focus so I guess the 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 vibe for Californication is 
the world is sort of becoming this the the shallow version of Hollywood, California, um, and and they're they're sad about that. Like they, you know, I guess everything's kind of becoming a movie set. It's it's it looks good on the surface, but there's nothing behind it. It's hollow. It's not real. Yeah, how's that for a connection? Okay, all right. Now we got to get moving. So uh, the the first song that I want to introduce, and I need to make sure I've actually got this on the the, the playlist. Um, so have you ever like gotten into someone else's car and you're, you're either driving it or you get into their car and they've got the radio on and like the song that is playing at that moment is like the perfect song for the vibes that you're you're living in right now. That happened to me. I was on break, spring break. I was driving to get some breakfast and I was driving my mother-in-law's car uh, and uh, she's got satellite radio. I, I um, uh, what's it called? Sirius. I don't have satellite radio, but I turn it in. Or I, I, I turn on the car, turn on the radio, and it was on the '70s station, like '70s on seven or whatever. And this, I think I caught it like right at the beginning. But the song "Born to Be Alive" by Patrick Hernandez was on, and I, I don't know, man. That song, it, it <laughs> you listen to it, you got to listen to it. It is disco. I'm pretty sure you'd call it disco. I'm not mad at disco. I'm not going to say it's my thing, but I do respect it. I love the audacity of disco tracks. Like, people made choices. All of that stuff was on purpose, and everyone was there for it for a little bit. I mean, just go back and watch some disco performances, listen to the disco music. I mean, it is just full-on, we are here, they hit send, and people loved it. I just love the audacity there. Look at the music video uh, for Born to be Alive. It is a thing that happened. I, I, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, That track, I've had it stuck in my head for like two weeks. I play it all the time at home. I was driving my family insane. Uh, but, you know, it's funny how that kind of stuff comes around because, you know, the, 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 it's literally the, the song as complicated as it gets is the, the, the chorus, Born to be Alive. We are born to be alive is like said over and over again. And in class, you know, un, you know, I'd already planned this out. We're starting to get into some nonfiction, and we we read "Living Well, Living Good" by Maya Angelou. And in that essay, she she has a striking line, a line that strikes me. It says, "Life seems to love the liver of it," and it's this idea that you know you should just get out there and live life. It seems obvious. You're like you're alive right now, right? But are you really living? I mean, you're living right now because you're listening to the Walls cast, and that's like about as living as you can get at the moment. But but what about the ten minutes before you started listening? What about the 10 minutes after? Are you living life? Are you, uh, are you loving this concept of living life? Are you remembering that you were born to be alive and get out there and experience stuff? Awesome message. You know, and of course, it's been a really tough year for a lot of people. Um, and it's easy to see the same day as kind of the same thing over and over again. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's just kind of a reminder that you, know, you were born to be alive, to live and experience the world and the people around you. Uh, and so the, I guess the idea, that's, that's what we're here for. We're here to jam to some good tunes. You need to get to get out there and get to know as many people as you can, especially those that you think are different than you. Um, and again, that gets back to the the essay by Maya Angelou. Uh, if you're not in my English class and you're listening to this, look up Maya Angelou's "Living Well, Living Good," or just read anything by Maya Angelou. It'll make you feel better. It's good stuff. All right, now, um, okay, so we've got into the student. I'm scrolling through my script here. I had to adjust it because I had some uh, some new stuff hit uh, pretty pretty recently. Okay, here we go. So we're vibing, we're vibing, and now, oh yeah, we're going to jam to this song, Sea Takes Me Home by Julia Holter. Uh, I've never heard of this artist before. I looked into it on Spotify, super chill vibes, 
And I, I'm digging the harpsichord. I think it's a harpsichord in the beginning. Uh, also, the vocal delivery for this track is interesting. It almost reminds me of the Bjork track we discussed in an earlier episode. And I like the instrumentation. It's very folksy, kind of, you know, very simple, like stomp, clap kind of drums, uh, guitar. But then the vocal harmonies throughout kind of give the song a very ethereal feel. I imagine like it's like look, it's like looking at a cloud that you can see through. And then like out of nowhere, there's a saxophone solo that's just dope. Um, I think the saxophone for me has been an underappreciated instrument uh, for a while there. I would say like 2016, 2017, there were some metal albums that, that came out that I really enjoyed that actually had saxophone solos on them. So anytime a saxophone solo kind of comes out of nowhere, I am there for it. All right, the next track is Alien Observer by the band Grouper. I say band. I think it's actually a, a one-person show. Uh, but uh, the uh, yeah, this one, very ambient. And uh, there's a melodic keyboard introduction that reminds me of the music scene from uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I don't know if you're familiar with that classic film. Check it out. But this is like definitely, you know, there's like a genre of music called ambient or like, I don't know, noise. I don't know. I've listened to some noise rock, but um, this is the most like, I guess, definitively ambient music I've listened to in a while. And one thing I love about this sort of music is like how intentional the artist has to be with the sound. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of metal and rock and, and you know, three chord punk stuff where the music just is fast and aggressive. And I think that's impressive. You know, I love that kind of stuff where it seems like the, 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 the band, either the percussionist or the guitarists are trying to like cram as much music in every single moment as possible. And I, and that's awesome. But like with this track, uh, Alien Observer, it's almost like they're trying to stretch the moment out. And I think that's kind of brave because like you've got to be very intentional and purposeful when you're like kind of planning, what we'll call it a sonic landscape. You know, you know, you, you know, when, when you design a landscape, you think about what plant goes where and why. And if you're going to leave space, how much space and what is the intended purpose of the space? So if, if you, if you kind of connect, compare, I guess, uh, this, uh, the, the band grouper, uh, with a, a landscape artist, what they're trying to do is say, okay, I want this particular note here. I want to leave this much space. I want to draw it out. I want to bring it in because they want the listener to experience the song in a certain way. I think that's, that's, that's you know, it, it, it doesn't sound like it's as difficult to produce as something like, you know, a very fast, like blast beat heavy metal song where you've got to get very technical and move your hands real fast on the guitar. But again, like, it's, it's got to be hard to kind of plan this out and like really nail the vibe that you're going for. Okay, all right, now we're covering the song Cruel by St. Vincent. Now, I am familiar with St. Vincent. My first experience of St. Vincent was a collaboration she did with David Byrne from The Talking Heads, and I'm going to include that track, which is called Who. So just, uh, it's on the playlist, but if you look up Who by David Byrne and St. Vincent, you'll see it. Uh, David Byrne was the lead singer of The Talking Heads. He's done some solo stuff now. He's recently performed... I believe, on Saturday Night Live. Good stuff. So I kind of view her catalog through the lens of the talking heads. That's not fair to her or them. They're very different bands, but they kind of have the same... You can kind of see her talking heads influence when you uh, when you listen to her stuff. Uh, but I, I like her stuff. I, I guess it'd be kind of like art pop uh, or even like alt pop, alternative pop. It's pop music, but it's not as easily listenable to as... Does that make sense? It's not as, as easy a listen as, like, let's say, Britney Spears. You know, it's not like kind of that bubblegum, sugary pop stuff. There's definitely some bite to it, almost kind of a punk rock feel. If you watch some of her live performances, you'll definitely see that kind of punk rock feel. She's very avant-garde in terms of her presentation and her sound. 
so I mentioned that. Now, uh, let's get to some more stuff that I, I am personally recommending. These are recent additions that I've actually come to in the past uh, week. Uh, the first one, and this is going to go with our kind of ambient vibe theme, is called Black Belief by Wode. That's W-O-D-E. And uh, it's not an easy listen, but give it a try. I think it's about eight minutes long. And it's ambient in the sense that it's not, it's not like... Um, like soft keyboards and like ethereal, you know, vocal harmonies. It's 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 black metal. Like it's it's not, you know, it's it's but it, it's kind of like a wall of music, kind of ambient black metal. Like it's just kind of a wall of sound. It's all around you. Um, but what I think I like about the track is that the vibe kind of shifts halfway through. It moves out of the black metal kind of very very uh, noisy, uh, doom sounding. Uh, the high pitched vocals. Uh, to, and about halfway, it kind of goes into more of a death metal-y sound. It's less about a wall of noise and more about a, like a specific pummeling riff. And then there's a bit of a solo there. So the song kind of shifts gears. The drums uh, kind of just level off into this like double kick. Um, you know, they move from the blast beat to kind of this double kick riff thing or a lick. I don't know. Which, I don't know. I don't know how you call like drum things. And then you get the riff. Uh, and then it also kind of slows back down and moves back toward the black metal side of things. And that makes sense because like on this album. Uh, that has the track Black Belief. I believe it is the album Closer. And so it, 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 get into Wode. If, if you like um, British black metal, uh, it's good stuff. They just put out an album recently. It's how I got into them. Uh, and that, you know, whenever I, like, if, let's say I, I get into a new band um, because of stuff they've just put out, like a week ago, a month ago, whatever, I always like to go back to their first stuff and try to see how that works. So that's what happened. I got into the new Wode album. I think it's called Mirror, Burn in Many Mirrors. And that got me going back into the back catalog. I found Black Belief. That song is awesome. Check it out. And finally, some more wild vibes for you. I've been jamming a lot to Thievery Corporation this week. Um, a guy I know introduced me to the band through their uh, live performances on KEXP. If you're not familiar with that, go to your YouTube app and just Google KEXP. Their live performances are awesome. A wide variety of different types of bands. They, they've got a cool space for it, but they've been doing a lot of stuff at home, you know, where bands send in their performances and they just publish them. Uh, but so I got, you know, I got to see them first, and uh, I, I do highly recommend checking out their, their their performances because very cool musicianship is on display here. Uh, the track I'm recommending is Lebanese Blonde. Uh, it's one of the most popular tracks. I think it is their most popular track on Spotify, and it's pretty representative of their sound. I think it's just like two dudes that uh, and I think they're from California that put this stuff together. But they have a lot of guest vocalists that come through and put their own their own uh, kind of vibe on the track. It's almost like jazz, funk, pop, Eastern. There's a lot of Eastern um, influences there. Uh, maybe some cent- South Central American uh, influences. Uh, it, cool stuff. Rhythm and blues in there. Um, it's they they're technically classified I think as like electronic, uh, but again check out their live stuff because the musicianship on display is pretty cool. You can see how they put together the you know, all the ways that different people get together to put together this very specific vibe that they've got as a band. Whoo! All right, we moved through that pretty quick. Uh, so check out all these tracks on the Spotify playlist. Uh, again, the whole purpose of this is to for you, the people that are hearing my voice, to contact me. Walls A W A L Z A at McNary.org. Or uh, if you see me in the hallway, throw a paper airplane at me that it's got your recommendations on it. I want to know what tracks you are vibing to this week, next week, uh, anytime. Just send me send me the tracks. We'll add them to the playlist. I hope this uh, this episode finds you well. And uh, yeah, always remember be safe, be kind, and be nice to your neighbors.